Allison, what is up today? It has been a very busy day today. I'm just really excited about what all's going on. We're starting with, we've just had uh, several groups and we're in the, our third group of the year this time and we just love having missions trips. And cool. uh, so I'm just really enjoying, we did a new Bible club today. So I was just, it, I'm busy, but it's one of those good busies where you, you know, you, at the end of the day, you're like, man, that was, that was a good day. How oh, about you? Oh, well, I just got back in from Guatemala. Mm -hmm. uh, which is great. So I've been in Guatemala for the last six or seven days and uh, had an amazing trip down there. Uh, we, I was able, this is, I had so many highlights from this trip. This is probably one of them. I got to go to the graduation for our third woman graduating from the baking program. Okay. So I got to hike into her village and be there. And she served me a piece of her carrot cake that she had baked mm -hmm. and was able to do that, hand her a diploma, take a few pictures and then hear her story. Yeah. Um, and there was a piece of her story that she hadn't told anybody until wow. that day at graduation. And she decided to share that piece of the story with yeah. us that day. And it was so incredible because she, she was sharing with us that they were, they were hungry. They were starving. They, they, she didn't know how she was going to make it. She was, she was getting beaten. Her children were getting beaten. Her vegetables were dying. She, yeah. There was every, nothing was working. Yeah. And they just, she didn't know she could do this another day. So she said, I had just decided to, for my life to be over. Mm. And she said, the day I confirmed that, in, in my mind, um, uh, our, our trainer showed up at her door. Her name was Terry and, and said, Hey, would you like to learn to bake and be yeah. a part of this baking program? And of course we get word through the village and through the people that there's a woman in crisis. And that's how we know to go to this woman and offer her an invitation to bake, but we don't come and say, Hey, I'm coming to help you in your crisis. You know, we just go and say, Hey, would you like to learn to bake something? And so, you know, she said, she said, I've always wanted to learn to bake something, but, um, but I didn't think I could learn to bake something because I don't have an oven. I'm just cooking on an open wow. fire. How could I do yeah. that? And so Terry started coming. And so that was 12 week program that she went yeah. through and she was graduating and we give her all of her baking utensils and, uh, mm -hmm. and, a, and a, the oven contraption that we're using to bake over yeah. an open fire. And so right. she gets all of this. And she said, during these last 12 weeks, my heart has changed. I'm, I'm different. She said, my, my vegetable, Terry showed me how to grow my vegetables different. My vegetables are growing. My husband got saved. He's not beating oh, us wow. any longer. Yeah. And I'm selling slices of my cakes in this, in the community and people are buying them. And now our family is able to sustain itself. Mm, yeah. And it was like, I just stood there in that hut going, Oh God, let me die doing this. Please let me yes, die doing this. Yeah, exactly. You know? And that is, that is an amazing story. Just seeing how just one one change in some way is going to make a huge, such a huge difference. And we're yeah. seeing that we're seeing that down here, especially with you know, the women that we're serving. Um, we finally have one of the women that's, that's willing to stand up and, and, um, and take her, take her former abuser, take her former pimp to yep. court. And to so court, that's, yeah. it's, that's one of those things we've always focused on their recovery. We've never kind of, we've never gone after you know, the perp, we've never gone after the Johns or anything like this, but we just recently had, um, one of the women in our, in that we've served in our ministry, uh, was killed out on the yeah. streets and we went to the funeral, but the funeral time was such, 
just a time of unity for all of us. But then now we've got this influx of new women, women who want to come into the program and, um, and women who are like, I don't want this to happen to me. But what's so interesting is now our women that we've been serving for several months or a couple of years, they're going out on outreach to, 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 mm. to reach out and they're listening. Cool. So I, I was, you know, and so that, that growth and it's such, it's such a bittersweet story, but seeing these women all mm. of a sudden be empowered to take, to kind yeah. of take back their life and maybe take back their destiny and, uh, and give it to the Lord. I had, I was sitting down with one of them today and she's like, I am so tired of doing things my way. It's never worked. It's not working. I don't know. So I'm going to try it a different way. And I'm That'll like, hey, preach. I got a great idea. You know? and, <laughs> yeah. I was, and I was convicted by what she said, you know, yeah. I'm like, absolutely. And so we're just seeing these small increments of growth, you know, but, um, but like I said, we were just in a Bible club today and it's a new Bible club. It's a new area, but it's one of the women that we're in our ministry that we're able to go into her neighborhood. And she it was so funny. I look, I watched her come from down the street and she had just a whole gaggle of kids all around her oh. and she was coming to the Bible club. And so we had, you know, she had about eight or nine kids in her little cluster. She came up to the, and so we just started singing a couple of songs and I got distracted. And then finally I looked back at all the kids that we were actually singing to. It turned out to be about 50. And so <laughs> it's like, I don't know where they came from. I have no <laughs> idea because the street was completely empty when we got there, you know, <laughs> and uh, when we left um, and, the, you know, we gave the gospel, but we also sure. were able to share, hey, we're going to be here another week. But to see her empowered to minister and to invite people into her own community um, with dignity and not um, yeah. she's not shameful, she's standing there inviting kids and, and cool. that, um, that absence of shame was just really cool today. Oh, that's so cool. And I've seen some new jewelry pieces coming out too. And I'm so excited. In fact, I want like three of them. And I'm like, okay. I keep wanting to message you saying, uh, excuse me, but I need some, I need some samples. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So really cool now we've stuff. got some definitely cute stuff for summer. And then we've yeah. got our, our Lottimar pieces that we're kind of, we're excited about. And, uh, and my cool. mom's down here. So, you know, if you want me to, mm-hmm. you know, send it back with her, I, oh, that's definitely a possibility. Mm. So, I might step right. into that. <laughs> I might step into that. I should have sent you some coffee. Um, there you go. There you go. We'll trade off. Yeah. Uh, That's how so Joy cool. and I do it with new hope with new hope bags and mercy. We're always constantly trading off the table. Right. She's like, I like what you've got. And I'm like, I like that bag. Oh uh, yeah, there you and, go. Uh, so it's it's always a good trade. That's fun. Uh well, I'm excited. We got some we our home goods line. We've yeah. got our first few products and we're gonna test run some of them and see how they go. So I'm excited about that. So good. so exciting stuff. Really is. Well, I guess we better jump into a podcast today, right? Um, yeah, I'm excited. I was really, this is one of my favorite stories in the Bible, and I can't wait to get to this part because it's something I think that a lot of us live with every day, especially if we're in the ministry or if we're trying to do um, leadership uh, the right way. And so our story of Nehemiah, we're just going to jump right into into part three of that. So I'm excited. All right. Well, let's go do this podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Rooted Deep. This is Reba. Allison is here, and we are excited to jump into the podcast today talking about Nehemiah. So if you've been with us and you're following us, we've covered Nehemiah chapters one, two, three, a little bit. Uh, today, we really kind of go into three and four and, and a little bit of five. So I hope you're reading the book of Nehemiah with us. This has been good so far, Allison. 
really has. And I, you know, we said it before in the last two podcasts, just talking about his first Nehemiah is that that first prayer when yeah. he gets a when he gets a vision for what needs to be done, mm-hmm. not just a vision, but he really gets a burden uh, yeah. for what needs to be done and something he can't get away from. And he spends months praying, fasting, until finally it's just it comes out, and he's like, I can't, I can't talk, about, I can't be silent any longer. Uh, and the Lord provides an opportunity for him to speak. And then, and he has a plan in place and we see a little bit of his, if you're following this and you've got a business or an organizational mindset, you're going to love Nehemiah because he's organized and he's planned and he's got every, he's got, he's got all of his ducks in a row. And some of us that do not have our ducks in a row, um, (laughs) we see, we, we look at it from afar and we're like, oh, that's just awesome. I wish I could be that way. But there are so many um, leadership qualities in the book of Nehemiah, as well as just ministry qualities uh, and faith that I think are, that all of us can learn from. So it's definitely been, it's been a challenge. It's a challenging story, but I think for me, it's been really inspirational. So today we're going to get into the weeds a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, it doesn't matter how great your plan is, and it doesn't matter how much you've prepared and strategized, and no matter how organized you have your list, you can have all your numbers plotted out, your task list is in perfection, but opposition still comes. Yeah. And you just can't outplot opposition because it's going to come. And, um, you know, when it does, how do you handle the opposition that comes against you? How do you handle the struggle? Because anything that's worth doing, you're going to face a struggle. Uh, We both know that firsthand. I mean, you know, it just seems like struggle is every week in some shape, form or fashion. And I think everybody's listening, whether you're a mom or you know, you're just, you're just going to work every day or whatever your life looks like. I think you could say, yeah, the struggle's real in my world, you know, whatever it's about. And you're not going to please. And we, we know this, not everybody's going to be happy with your plan and not ever, or not everybody's going to be happy with the vision or the, the (laughs) burden that you have. Not everybody's going to be on board. And how do you deal with that? Do you all of a sudden get focused on them and their voice and and that voice of opposition, or are you still going to listen to, you know, the call of God or, or, you know, and the vision that, that he's placed on your life. And I think that's where it's obvious where Nehemiah was. And it, I think it's interesting that in this, you don't see him waver. And I right. think sometimes I, you know, there's other people in the Bible that you do see them get kind of distracted, you know, or you do see them get off track. But I think this laser vision or this laser focus yeah. is, uh, is inspirational again, but I think, um, it's also just reminding us he always goes back to who his who his God is and mm-hmm. uh, and what what the task is and uh, yeah. the task was huge um, and I think so and we we talked about it back in Nehemiah two it's like everybody strengthened their hands for the good work and then the next thing but you know these two guys came up or three guys came up and they were like uh oh they already just got angry at the at the vision that was that was going ahead and. And Nehemiah answers them. He's, you know, and we talked about this. He said, no, the God of heaven will prosper us. You don't have a part in this. Basically just back off. I mean, as what Nehemiah, first of all, this is God's vision, not your vision. You don't have a part of it. You're not even one of us anyway. So just go away. Yeah. Cause these guys were like Ammonites, Moabites. These these are not Jewish people. These these are typically historically the enemies of God, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah. And they've been, and this, you know, each of them, and it's, it's so interesting when, when God provides that information in the Bible, 
for us too, because he's like, just remember where these people came from. Just remember who these people have been against or have, or mm-hmm. how have how they have pulled Israel away. And, you know, and so that's what, that's what Nehemiah is saying, because he's, because what they're trying to do is they're trying to build the wall around Jerusalem. And these people, these outsiders don't want the wall to be built because they have their own agenda. They're, right. they're kind of ruling in their little areas, a little, their little, um, Princes are, you know, little governors in their own area that don't want right. um, Muslim to be, you know, autonomous again. And they're, they really just want to kind of continue to exploit um, what's happening, you know, there. And, and, and that's why, that's why, and Nehemiah is so, in this point, he's really tribal. He's like, hey, no, this is us. This is, you know, this is who yeah. we are. You have no portion. And I love that. I love that phrase because it's like, it's not even your fight, buddy, go away. And right. sometimes you want to say that when you, when you have somebody that's against you, you're like, who are you? Don't, you don't even have a dog in a fight. Why are you getting upset with, with what's going on? You know? Yeah. And, and you're wondering why people get mad at, at what they get mad at really. No, it's true. And you know, I think it's always interesting when you come to list in the Bible, I don't, you know, I know, I know sometimes as I'm yeah. reading through the old Testament and I get into the, you know, Chronicles or into numbers or anywhere, anywhere there's this massive list. Right. Yeah. And I'm thinking, why in the Lord, why did the Lord allow this whole chapter to be nothing but a list of people's names and what yeah. they did? And yet we yeah. find another one of those lists in Nehemiah chapter three. Yeah. And you know, as I was reading it and thinking about it and, and preparing for the podcast, I just thought, you know, it's it's so interesting. We get this whole chapter full of people's names mm-hmm. and full of, of of what they did and how and and how they cared and how they 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 jumped in. And then by chapter four, we get just just these two guys' names that are causing havoc. Mm-hmm. And yet yeah. it's amazing how two guys can cause so much havoc in a, in a place where right. they're well outnumbered. Yeah. But, um, but it's just the way the devil works. Sometimes all he has to do is start to plant some seed thoughts and fear it's creeps in yeah. and questioning and lack of confidence or whatever, right. um, in what God's called us to do. And I think sometimes we, we it's easy for us to throw in the towel too quick. So, mm-hmm. you know, we get this great vision in chapter three of this listing of people who are committed to the building of the wall, but then we get yeah. to chapter four and right there in verse one, when Sam Ballot hears that they're building the wall, he's angry and he's in, he's enraged and he, he now he starts to mock them. Yeah. So you yeah. can imagine these guys are all everybody's building and they're working hard and he's mocking them, basically saying, you know, a fox could come and a little animal could come and knock yeah. that down. You guys are doing such pathetic work. Right, exactly. He's talking about, you know, he he mentions that they're feeble Jews, you know, yeah. honestly. And it's like, and he's really saying, what is the point of building a wall? Because you're still weak. You're a weak people. Right. And he's, you know, kind of reminding them how feeble they are. And, and, and will they even make it to the end of the day kind of thing? Or, and, you know, and, and uh-huh. this is just a pile of trash. And then Tobiah jumps in and says, yeah, haha, if a fox jumps on it, it's going to knock it all down. And so it sounds almost really kind of childish. You'd be you yeah, like seventh grade playground, right? Right. The bully <laughs> in the playground, you know, yeah. making fun of, you know, the kids who are, who are, you know, having, you know, having fun. And, and again, this is what, you know, an outsider who always wants to doesn't want to be included he just he wants to cause trouble and that's what mm-hmm. this that's what these guys are and um you know and they don't understand they they don't care they really have, again they have their own agenda but yeah. even starting and i think that so many of us because we re- remember the story of noah 
how he was mocked. We remember the story of Goliath, how the whole, he was mocking the name of God to the point where David was just didn't have, just had had enough. And they always start, I feel like they always start with a little mocking or they, would they Mm -hmm. always start with like, who, you know, really, is that really going to happen? And I remember, I probably have told this story before, but I remember sitting down at a table in front of, you know, with a, with a missionary who had started a school. And I told him the vision that we had to start the school and how, uh, you know, here's what I'm going to do and here's how I'm going to do it. And I heard somebody like, I heard his, his wife just sit there and laugh. And that really, mm-hmm. it could have, it really almost that day, it really at that, I was so fragile in my stress about, you know, this whole plan. I'm sure. like, oh, she's oh, probably absolutely. right that laugh. And I still remember that laugh to this day. And I, you know, when we get to heaven, I'm going to talk to her about that. But I just, you know, <laughs> um, I, I, I heard that laugh and I'm like, really? And, and I know that the easiest thing that sometimes just laughter and or scorn or just mm-hmm. mocking somebody is enough to just knock them on the path of what, yeah. what they truly feel like. And that's what Sam Ballin's about. I was like, let's just start and try to make them, just try to make them feel, you know, stupid, feel just so much less and feel feeble and weak. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think that that's such the power of words. You know, the Proverbs mm. talks about yeah. how the power that's in the tongue, or James talks about the power that's in the tongue. Proverbs talks about that, you know, how, how the power of words and how they can be used for so much good, and yet they can be used in such a bad way. And I think that, mm. you know, I think it's a double reminder for us. One is we ought to be careful mm. uh, as we, in the words we use ourselves. Yes. And, and because, you know, um, it may sound, something sound impossible at times, but God is always in the business of doing the impossible. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think we do, you know, I remember the same thing. I remember when we first stepped out to start Dare for More. And I mean, people that I had known a long time said it will never happen. Mm-hmm. It will never happen. And, you know, you don't need to do that. You're crazy. There's no way it'll happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that I think we have to be careful that words are powerful and, yeah. and they can, you never know when you're sidetracking somebody from doing the exact thing God's right. called them to do uh, because you, you throw some shade in their direction and right. you begin to kind of mock them or jeer them. Maybe they're younger or just question. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. but then there's the flip side of it. And that is that we got to remember not to let somebody's words keep us from the thing God's called us to do. Exactly. And that, you know, and, and I think it's interesting because Nehemiah, it like in verse four, Nehemiah just starts praying. He doesn't even answer them. He just, he just starts praying. He's like, Lord, uh, you can tell they're, they're being mean to us. And, you know, and so he just starts praying, you know, for the Lord to handle that because the people had a mind to work and he just, he, he didn't even answer them this first time. He's like, now we're, I'm praying and we're going to continue on. And so I think his leadership is really key because he's got to make sure that everybody else doesn't, doesn't start getting distracted because no. if he knows anything about his people, they really are right now. They're in a weakened state. Not yeah, only are they, they're very vulnerable. They ha- mm-hmm. they don't have a wall, but even they haven't had, um, they haven't had proper worship. They haven't had proper yeah. meeting. They haven't had that unity. Um, mm-hmm. that they really need until, until this starts. And so he knows that they, they're vulnerable, both, you know, mentally and emotionally and, and spiritually, as well as physically. So he's just like, I'm just going to give this to God the first time. But then Sam Bell and yeah. Tobiah, they keep coming. And, um, yeah. and then it tells, it keeps reminding us who these guys are. It keeps reminding yeah. us 
Um, and I thought it was interesting. I did a little bit of just re reminder of who the Ammonites were. And, um, and it just from, from Genesis all the way into, into Nehemiah, these were the people that were um, the Ammonites and the Moabites. It's interesting. Their story comes from, uh, from the descendants of Lot, which that in and of itself, you're just like, Ooh, you know? Yeah. Um, and so their lineage is, you know, they, they, their lineage is, is quite interesting, but, but it also is very, um, is very uh, influential. Um, and Ammon and, and the Ammonites has, were, were the ones who were starting to pull mm -hmm. the gods into or trying to mix or pull, pull Israel's heart away from their, away from sure. God. And continually, Genesis, uh, uh, Judges, De Deuteronomy, all throughout yeah. scripture, you can see their influence constantly turning, turning yeah. Israel to, um, to false gods. And even you know, and, and even Solomon. I mean, there's just so much, it's so interesting where these guys came from. And I think that's why I love that the Lord keeps reminding us, you know, yeah, no, they're, they're not, these aren't good guys. No. And you know, there's, I think you know, there's always going to be an enemy. Yeah. Now we, you know, obviously we talk about the devil being the enemy, but the devil uses people. Um, you know, he really does. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, just like in this story, you know, the devil is using people to keep, the Israelites from rebuilding this wall, because when they do, and in fact, these guys make that statement early in chapter four, they say, do you really think you're going to come back here and sacrifice? Yeah. Do you really think you're going it, to, it's kind of a, it's, it's allusion to the temple and, and sacrifice and a way of cultural yeah. life again. Yeah. It's like, do you really think you're going to do this? Uh, I mean, what a stupid, what a stupid thought that you really think that you can kind of build something out of the rubble. And, you know, and so here they are, you know, kind of, plotting against them again and mm. i think all of us have to remember that when we see that coming against us yeah. you know especially when we're making progress because right. you know you, you there's progress being made the people are around the wall they're getting stuff done and in mm. fact get to the like verse eight and yeah. or nine of chapter four and they've already built half the wall yeah so they're yeah. halfway, you know, they're halfway up and all of a sudden the gaps are being filled in. And I mean, it's now it's starting to look like something, you know, and all of a sudden it's like now they're more angry mm -hmm. because, man, we thought that would work. And yeah. all of yeah. our plotting and jeering and, and laughing at them just didn't work. And so now now they step it up. It yeah. goes from mocking and laughing at them and throwing words. Now it goes to a deeper plot of mm -hmm. actually an attack. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now there's, there's this whole back story of we're going to come and surprise them while they're working on the wall. And we're just going to start yeah. taking people out, you know, yeah. down on this section. And we'll take some people out over here. And so they plot to come against them. And it's, yeah. it's so cool because what does Nehemiah do again? Yeah. You know, he's already done it in verse four. Five yeah. verses later, we're at verse nine, and yeah. we prayed. Yeah. Um, and 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 they didn't just pray, right? <laughs> but they prayed and they mm -hmm. set a guard. <laughs> yeah. They're so, like, yeah, we're gonna do both now. Yes. Do you pray and then you're setting a guard? And I just think, man, it's just there's so so many good things here because mm -hmm. isn't that shouldn't that be our response when we're attacked when somebody's plotting against us? Yeah. I think there's two two pieces of action you can always take with you. One, go to God, and then mm -hmm. number two, set a guard. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and look at, see what those things look like in your life as you go forward, because yeah. we're, you know, Paul taught us in Ephesians chapter six, every day, mm -hmm. take on the armor of God, because yes. this is warfare. Uh-huh. 
It's not. Yeah. And, and I'm, we're not, we are not saying that prayer is not enough. That's not what we're no, saying. No, no, we're saying that pray, but then God's given you other tools, whether it's That's right. what it is, the armor of God, but whether it's a, a, an accountability partner or a discipleship buddy, yeah. you know, that something setting those watches around you. If your opposition is, if your yeah. opposition is a temptation or if it's yep. a setting sin, if that's what it is, then you know what kind of watch you need to set. If it's, you know, if your mm -hmm. opposition is somebody just really going on the attack, um, then then there are tools, you know, whether it's, whether, like I said, you know, whether it's setting out and, and making a list of, of just um, you, your your witness list or, you know, mm -hmm. or something, whatever it needs to be, depending on, and, what, and whether you need to look inside yourself and say, okay, is there something in me that I need to, that is making me vulnerable or is creating a vulnerability and I need to shore that up, you know, cause that's what we're oh, doing absolutely. when we're building a wall. And, uh, and he does go on. He, so he starts, they, they, they start building a defense. Um, and I think it's just, again, here's, here's all of Nehemiah's planning. I don't know what strengths he had. I think it would be interesting if we could, again, once we get to heaven, if we could get him to take the Myers-Briggs or the Strengths Finders test or something, sure. I would really like to know what Yeah, let's see are. what his Enneagram you know, numbers are. Yeah, Enneagram we just want to know, right? <laughs> yeah, um, because I think it's fascinating how prepared and how quickly he mobilizes what needs to be done. And, mm -hmm. you know, and so he sets, um, he, he has people on the lower places. He has people on the higher places. People with their families are set up yeah. in groups. And I think that's really fascinating because it's not just the men. He really is building in unity um, because he knows that that's one of the things that the that the Israelites at this point at this point in time are lacking is is unity, and so he's getting them all to work together in these little groups and these little tribes. Um, yeah. And they and, just keep moving, right? Yeah, yeah, I they mean, don't stop. Just, they yeah. don't stop. They just keep moving. And um, and I think sometimes you know, Allie, it's so silly, but I, I know it's true. Sometimes I think sometimes when we we stop and think it's more spiritual to stop the work and pray until God removes the enemy. Yeah. And sometimes God doesn't always just immediately remove the enemy. We yeah. pray for strength and we just keep pushing through. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, God does fight on our behalf, but, but yeah. many times it's not about, well, we'll start working again, God, when you move the obstacle, sometimes God wants us to work through the obstacle. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what these, the which is what they're yeah. doing right now. They're just, right. that's a spiritual, that's just a spiritual, you know? Um, and, but it is weary. It is work that brings a weariness to heart and mind. I know, mm -hmm. you know, in verse 10 of chapter four, it, it says the strength of those who bear the burdens is failing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, so there's this, there's this cool things that happen as well. When he realizes, you know, these people are, are, they're getting tired. Yeah. There's, they're carrying a lot. And so I love the fact that just what you said now they're, they're gathering together as mm -hmm. units and there's strength yeah. in numbers and there's encouragement in numbers and, you know, um, just to do things together. And so all of a sudden it's like you said, you see clans together and you see families together and you mm -hmm. see groups working together. Right. Some have swords, some have spears, yeah. some have shovels, but mm -hmm. so everybody's yeah, got a job to do. Right. And everybody's got something in their hand that, you know, I, whether it's a sword and sometimes it's both, it's a sword in one mm -hmm. hand and, and, and a hammer or chisel in the other hand. But yep. I do think that goes back to how the Lord created 
the people of Israel to mm. be that unified front against whoever is coming. And mm-hmm. so he he always worked within the families. He always worked for them in tribes because like you said, there is strength in numbers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he pulls out this, you know, uh, you know, a man here and there, but that man was leading, um, you know, leading these groups and, and, yeah. and, and I think, and I, and so Nehemiah is working within the plan that God, God had created for the people of Israel even when he, you know, even when he called them out and separated them. Um, And so I think, again, just watching him organize them, mobilize them very quickly. um, And, you know, in verse 14, and he said to everybody, it's like, he's got to cheer them on this whole time. I mean, Nehemiah is going to be so tired. He's like, I'm just trying to keep everybody happy, you know, and I'm just trying to keep everybody unified. Be not afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible and fight Mm. for your brethren, your sons and your daughters and your wives and your houses. You know, and so again, he's calling them to that unity. And um, so, yeah. so, and they broke up, they, you know, they found out what the plot was, they figured it out. And then they set, they set that watch. And it's, it's really interesting how they're working. Half of them have the work, half of them have yeah. swords, and some of them had both in each hand. Oh, I know. Like in verse 20, again, he yeah. said, Hey, if, if there's a problem, sound the trumpet, we'll all come yeah. running and then God will fight for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, so verse 21, I think it's just what you were saying. So they labored at the work. Half of them held spears from the break of dawn until the stars came out. And yeah. so you've got part of the people fighting and you've got part are preparing to fight, protecting them. And then you've got the other people laboring and getting the job done. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's a night and day, sword on your hip, shovel in yeah. your hand, yeah. kind of work. And Goodness gracious, Allie. I mean, I mean, let's just be honest. There's sometimes when things are that difficult to get done, it's easy to quit on the vision. Yeah, it's and and it's easy to justify. I feel like it's easy to justify because I've been there before. It's easy to justify the quitting. And you're like, yeah. well, hey, it, you know, God, God didn't stop these guys, so he must not be in it. Or right. he must have been wrong in my vision. Or these guys, this opposition kept coming, so it must be wrong. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the opposition, you know, came from the outside. Well, then by the time we hit chapter five, the opposition comes from the inside. And so (laughs) all of a sudden we've been dealing with Sanballat and we've been dealing with these, all these guys from the outside, the Ammonites and and the Moabs. And and now suddenly, Mm. ironically, the wives rise up and say, wait a minute. Apparently there was a famine going on or had gone on at the time. And they're like, really, we don't need to be, why are we doing this wall thing? We really need to be worried about grain because we're all going to starve to death. So we really need to get grain going and let's just, let's just stop the wall and let's go talk mm-hmm. about food. And, and then there's just this whole discussion about people who are mortgaging their fields and, you know, and, and their brothers are, are making them pay interest. And, yeah. and it's just this big financial crisis and this mm-hmm. big food crisis that's happening. And so, so now not only is the enemy from the outside coming right. in, but now yeah. it's falling apart on the inside as these people who've been working side by side to the task get weary and, yeah. and start to outcry with food and finances. And there's nothing that can take you to the brink of quitting faster than food and finances. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, and I think even the way, the way we're all dealing with, you know, what's happened, you know, in just in the, in the world as it, as it has been in the past couple of years, just, you know, we're all busy fighting, you know, fighting, you know, in the pandemic and trying to stay together and trying to keep everybody, you know, everybody's spirits up. And then you're like, wait a minute, there's a, there's a crisis here. And, and, and I don't know how many times and people who are listening can probably think about this. 
your family can be so unified from the, you know, because you know you're dealing with whether you're fighting the society's mm. uh, society's um, pressures or you're fighting um, with some opposition from the outside. And then yeah. all of a sudden it does happen. There's going to be either discontent. There's mm-hmm. going to be some, uh, you know, some infighting, even within, whether it's a family or whether it's a, uh, you know, a yeah. job situation, it happens. No and how, you know, and we've talked to, we've talked to Ross, uh, Ross uh, Robinson before about conflict resolution, yes, about we did. You know, taking a breath before you, you know, before you yeah. speak or before you. And, and, and I think it's interesting, again, Nehemiah realizes, and, and I, again, I think it's fascinating because he doesn't say, shut up, we need to still build this wall. Right. He does have to stop and, and, and listen mm-hmm. to what's going on and say, okay, we do have, we have, we're unified, but there is this problem. And this problem is a real problem. It's not, it's not just a problem of discontent. It's a problem of real physical hunger, but no, yeah. also of just um, exploitation from within with these guys, you know, the, the, yeah. the more wealthy families that were, um, that were, uh, you know, paying uh, you know causing interest and and charging interest to people who didn't have yeah. the money to pay for it basically sure. loan sharking is what it sounds like uh that loan yeah. shark is not a kjv word it's not i don't think it's not in your ESV. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think it's in the, i don't even think it's in the niv but yeah that it's would be not, awesome it's not a biblical word but no. i do think that's what's going on here, loan, sharking. loan sharking situation you know oh, because yeah. and we we actually have that down here so so bad in the dominican where Somebody is so desperate, whether it's for money or medicine or something, and they'll go to a loan shark and then they're in deep and then they don't know how to get out of it. Yeah. And that's what's happening here. Um, and I'm, I'm really, I think it's just really interesting how Nehemiah decides he doesn't, he doesn't ignore the problem. No. He doesn't say, no, we have one job, one focus, one, it's just the wall, the yeah. wall, the wall, the wall. He, he steps back and says, okay, let's, we have to deal with this. We can't. Yeah. Because it. you know, at the end of the day, Allie, this is so important never to forget the wall is about the people, right? It, it's not the people about the wall, right? It, the, the wall is about rebuilding Jerusalem and rebuild. Why do we, why are we rebuilding Jerusalem? It's because we want the Israelites, the people of God to have a place to come back to, to worship. Right. This is about the people of God of following in obedience to God. And the wall was just the means yeah. as part to make that happen. And I think so many times in ministry, we leaders, especially it's easy for us to get so excited about the wall and we, we get our agendas or our things and we forget, wait a minute, it's about the people. Yeah. And, and so when the people's, when there's a problem with the people, I think he, Whitney Amaya is so smart. He, he, he pauses. And in fact, uh, in the ESV, it said, I took in verse seven in chapter five, it says, I took counsel with myself. (laughs) I love that. It's, you know, he's talking to himself. So it's almost like, you know, he stops and he's, he pulls away and what the goal is. Yeah. yeah, You know, he's just, he's taking counsel with himself Mm -hmm. and he's talking to himself and he's thinking, all right, what do we need? What do I need to do Mm -hmm. to help these people? And then obviously in the next few verses, we see what he cut the plan he comes up with. Uh, But I just think it's important. Yeah, this happened just recently when we took the women from the workshop to the funeral home. Mm. And we were a little bit late getting back. But there was also so many things like once they got back, there were so many things that needed to be done, whether it was um, somebody had to have their classes, somebody had to get needed materials to get started on a jewelry piece, we had some visitors coming. And I got into mercy jewelry, let's make some necklaces mode, like literally we got back to the workshop and, and I was, I was trying to get everybody back to their table and back to work. 
And Elizabeth is like, I think we need to take some time, maybe sing a song or something. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Okay. And so Elizabeth got everybody, got her guitar out, got, you know, we got some chords together, sat down at the, at the keyboard and played um, and sang the goodness of God, that song, mm. um, all my life, you have been faithful. And the women's voices just really rose in praise. And it was like, that's what they needed. They needed to, yeah. I mean, they had this very emotional funeral that they've been going to. They're still dealing with their own personal fears and struggles and let's get them, you know, and it was, it was Elizabeth who kind of said, you know, this is, these yeah. are the women that we're serving. Let's get them back. Let's, let's, let's focus their thoughts on God. And I thought that was so important to do. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. they need to get focused back on their work that we've, you know, we've missed two hours of work here, you know? Yeah. And uh, I was really thankful for Elizabeth's leadership, just saying they need a minute, you know, to, yeah. to be reminded of who God is. And I thought that was really important. I think that's what Nehemiah is saying. Yeah. Like you said, mm-hmm. it's about the people. So let's, let's see what we can do to help the people. Yeah. And, and he does. It's an incredible thing here as he as he tells all these people, hey, look, give these people back their land, give mm-hmm. them quit, quit charging them interest. And um, don't everybody's hurting right now. So let and, yeah. and, and what's great about it is they they go, OK, we'll do it. Yeah, they didn't, we, even, we buy, they didn't even fight it is what it is no. that they were like, OK, sure. yeah, well, we won't fight it. You know, and, and they said, OK, yeah. we'll, we'll do it. And um, and so. You know, these people say amen and they praise the Lord and they did as they mm-hmm. promised. And, yeah. uh, you know, and so now again, we're headed back into the work again, you know, yeah. um, and we just watch God work through these people's lives to build the wall. And I know we're going to we're going to keep we're going to kind of keep looking as next week we talk a little bit more about um you know, finishing the work because that's yeah. such an important thing. You know, it's, we've been kind of alluding to that, but it's so easy to start a work, but it's a whole lot right. more difficult to finish the work. And I know we're going to talk about that, but I just think it's been a really cool day to kind of talk about opposition and mm-hmm. from within and from without, because you, I, you never, you never do anything great, whether it's raising a children or mm-hmm. having a marriage or that works or starting a ministry or, or pastoring yeah. a church or you name it. You don't ever do anything great that doesn't take a lot of really hard work and that you won't face enemies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you, and it's always surprising where the enemies are coming from and who <laughs> yes. and what the opposition is. You're like, wait a minute. I thought, you know, and I don't know if that's happened to you, but you're like, Oh, wow, I didn't know it was going to come from this, this side. I thought it was going to oh, exactly. come from, you know, yeah. from this side. And I, you know, and that's where the devil works anyway. He's, he's really astute at that. But at <laughs> the same time, I think you, you touched on it early in the podcast, just our, you know, our def- our defense is the, the armor of God and yeah. prayer. And also just, you know, just like you said, taking a moment, Nehemiah had to take a minute and it, I, I think he was kind of like had a moment of, okay, I'm goal oriented. Now I need to be people oriented. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of that, you know, that moment where he consulted with himself and said, okay, I've been task oriented. Now it's time to get back to the people. And then the people will get back to the task. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, and, and it's just interesting to watch him go through that and watch him every step of the way. There's prayer. Every step of the way mm-hmm. he calls on the name of the Lord. Every step of the way he reminds everybody and he reminds himself who God is and yeah. and what and what the purpose is and that's where we all need to be big opposition little opposition big vision little vision doesn't matter God, our God's big yeah no exactly right 
Um, and, and, and I think you're so, I, there was a little bit of static in what you were just saying right there at the end, but we do, we serve a, a great God and one that is so, um, you know, God can build the wall. Yeah. God can take care of the enemies, but God sometimes allows his people to, to go through it and yeah. they grow stronger because of it. They grow in unity together. And we're going to see this as we move through this, yeah. but man, so many great lessons. So if you're listening, I, I just really hope number one, that you'll reread these passages. Maybe it's been a while since you've been through the book of Nehemiah and just really digest some of these things. And Maybe you're facing your own enemy today. Um, you've got your own things coming at you. Maybe you started something and you are really struggling finishing it because it's to the hard spot now, you know, and it's getting difficult and things are coming at you and it's easy. You hear the mocking of people in your head and you hear the opposition coming at you from without and from within. And so maybe today is just an encouragement to you. Go to God in prayer, get your guard up and keep moving on. Just keep moving on and watch God do great things, just like mm-hmm. he did for Nehemiah and the people. Uh, and what a great story this is for us all. Yeah. And yeah, and I think I think what one of the things that they do need to that ever all of us need to remember is, I mean, we keep talking about how prepared and how planned and how organized Nehemiah was, but it doesn't matter if that's one of your strengths or if your weaknesses. <laughs> um, remember who God is and he will he it's it's his vision, it's his life. Your, your resources, your family are in his hands. And mm-hmm. so that's what he's allowing us. He's just giving us this, um, this moment of stewardship. And mm-hmm. I think that's, um, we're, we're accountable for how we handle that, but it's really, it's in his power. And that's the promise yeah. all throughout the new Testament is it's his power. Yeah, absolutely. Well, man, this has been so good. I can't wait to finish up the last section of the book of Nehemiah next time. So thanks for joining us on the podcast today. We hope this has been encouraging time for you. Uh, Again, don't forget, we love to hear from you. So uh, grab uh, an email, shoot us an email. um, And it's in the notes in the podcast that you can contact and reach out to us. And we'd love to hear you and hear about what's going on in your life. So thanks for joining us today. And we'll catch you up next time on Rooted Deep. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.